Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello everyone and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host as always, Chris Broad, and we're joined by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? Hello, Chris. Um, I'll level with you. I've just woken up because I slept through my alarm and made the podcast <laughs> record way later than it needed to be, so apologies for that, Chris. Top, top London radio DJ and he's late, sleeping oh, through the podcast... That. I never do that. What an idiot. You did it in Osaka, if I recall. I was like, we're all off to go filming in Osaka. Went, Where's Pete? Oh, he's asleep still. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, one off. Is, yeah, one but that's off. holiday time, though, isn't it? It's not work time. Yeah. <laughs> Every day's work time on the Abroad Japan channel, Pete. <laughs> uh, anyway, you did make, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Donaldson did make his debut finally for the yes. first time outside of Natsuki the movie uh, on the Abroad Japan channel this week. And the feedback, the reviews, I've been reading the reviews, have been uh, pretty good, Pete. It's mainly so about good. my face, you, isn't it? You seem it's to be loved by the people. It's mainly about uh, my hairline. Somebody made the comment, um, that haircut is a quite a good idea for someone with a receding hairline. <laughs> and that man looks like Edward Snowden. And that man looks like... <laughs> that was like my favourite one. Edward Snowden? <laughs> Edward I don't Snowden. see that one. I've had a million uh, lookalikes. I've had a million lookalikes in my life, but Edward Snowden's just one of those ones that has never, I've never had before, so never mind. <laughs> Who is it you have had? I remember you mentioned well, one I, there was a few there was one ago. there was one that I did have in the comments that made me laugh because I have had that before and it's a young who's the fellow out of Genesis the drummer Phil Collins I've had a young Phil, Phil Collins because <laughs> Phil Collins <laughs> you look nothing like him no honestly Phil Collins released an album back in the day uh, well probably about ten years ago now and it was basically. Um, uh, a picture of him as a younger man and genuinely I do look a little bit like a young Phil Collins but who's ever seen a young Phil Collins once his hair went he's just an old fat Phil Collins wasn't he it's, either way it's not particularly flattering no nobody wins no nobody wins um, there I did a little post on Twitter earlier saying uh, you know what did you think of Pete Donaldson I was hoping there was going to be a torrent, a wave of abuse, which I could just read out for the next half an hour. But unfortunately, it is mostly praise. The only criticism you did get were for your shorts. Apparently, they, they people didn't like your shorts. They were quite bold, apparently. Yeah, they were, they were a, bit, a little bit much. But I was expecting um, to be you know on the road, on the bike and stuff. But we actually went through a couple of cities, so I could change into... I don't think I'm in shorts in the next one, put it that way. 
Thank God for that. I don't remember what you're wearing, actually. <laughs> no, I don't. Either way, yeah. I was good. And if you haven't seen our episode yet, guys, do check it out on YouTube. It's quite a good one. It's one of my favourite ones yet. Also, last week, I mentioned that, I, uh, I mentioned that I'm going to get a tattoo, hopefully mm. early next year. And uh, a lot of people come out with some good feedback. One of the um, things that people keep bringing up is I should get the tattoo on a scroll. Uh, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, I decided I want to... Uh, a tattoo of a Japanese proverb, kishikaise, which means to be reborn from a from death or to recover from a bad situation, bounce back. And uh, yeah, a lot of people said it should be on a scroll, and a lot of other people said I should have a, a phoenix next to it as well to symbolise rebirth. Ooh. So some nice ideas there. Keep them coming, guys. I'm mm. open to anything. What do you think, Pete? You're the tattoo master. Well, there's a lot of great artists that follow you. I've noticed. I've I've had a couple of. Um Little cartoons drawn of me um, as I've joined the um, as I've joined the, the, the trip across Japan. But I I don't know about a scroll though. A scroll seems a little bit old school for me, like a little kind of um, like you know one of those kind of like hokey little scrolls that you'd see. I, mm. I used to draw them when I was a kid. Maybe I'm just sort of thinking of a particular kind of scroll. Maybe those ones you know, like um, the uh, is it Hokusai, the um, the guy who did the Great Wave. The Japanese bloke who started painting, yeah, right, who, yeah. who became famous when he was eighty, and he said everything else before then that he painted was absolute trash, which is really funny. And a he bold ma- move. <laughs> really, and he managed to. Um, that's why I'm starting my YouTube channel when I'm fifty. Um, and uh, yeah, he. Um, <laughs> when I get kicked out of England, I'm going to go to Japan just start a horrible channel. Um, yeah, I, um, it just sort of reminds me of that, re- really. But maybe something a little bit more like the scroll could look a bit more Japanese maybe yeah I I don't know I feel like I still need to add something to it like something that I like and believe in I kind of want to give it an 80s retro aesthetic because I love like like, um, retro wave and vapor wave Mm. and 80s stuff so it'd be quite cool to have that around it I don't know I need to give it some more thought I'll probably let an artist dream it up and send me some designs because I'm absolute crap at thinking up things (laughs) Um, but yeah it's, it's going to happen. It's a pity that the tattoo, the tattooist, the Japanese tattooist, who's really good, that I know, is now in Lille in mm. France because he married a French a French lady. So no, 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 no dice there, unfortunately. He's closer to me than he is you. <laughs> I'll have to pop over to Lille. Mm. Um, so while I've been on the road cycling, guys, uh, the uh, the fax machine has built up. It's overflowing wow. with messages and emails from you guys. So today we're just going to sit down and uh, read a few of them out and go through some of your questions. We've got so many. Uh, what is the first one, Pete? What have we got? Hello, Pete and Chris. A really standard way to start any podcast, I think it's fair to say. Um, I'm always listening to your podcast. This is, this is from Tim. Uh, I'm always listening to your podcast while driving across Germany. I love your discussion. Uh, I've changed enjoy to love because I'm pouring a little sugar on it. Um, about Japanese topics while I drive back and forth between the place I'm staying to go at university... I'm majoring in psychology and my hometown. Driving duration is about five and a half hours, so thanks for keeping me entertained. Wow. Um, my questions for both of you are the <laughs> Very following. Very detailed description. Yeah, five and a half hours, Driving though. across Germany. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've uh, heard the concept of accepting your fate is heavily embedded into Japanese culture. It even has its own f- uh, phrase, shogunai or shikataganai, um, translated to can't be helped, <laughs> which I quite liked. Your local 7-Eleven <laughs> doesn't have your favourite fried chicken, Chris, shogunai. Someone cut you off in traffic, shogunai. I expect Japanese people don't get angry over things very often. How did or how do you experience this, Chris? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh... I think Japanese people are a bit more fatalistic than we are in the West. They just accept their fate, which I think is a good thing because 
in the UK, when somebody spills milk, we whinge and we bitch about it for the next three weeks. So, oh, the milk's <laughs> been spilled. Whereas in Japan, they kind of go, oh, well, can't be helped, eh? And mm. they get on with it. Oh, do they? Um, right. And so whenever there's, a, whenever there's a disaster in Japan, people just seem to get back up, pick up the pieces and get back on with their lives very quickly. And I find it always very inspiring, um, actually. But I've never... I, I, I use the phrase myself quite a lot, shogunai, which kind of, yeah, just literally means it can't be helped right, shogunai. Um, but I, I really don't hear it that much in public or with people saying it. So I don't know. But I, Japanese people definitely are pretty fatalistic and in a good way, I believe. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I guess, I mean, we've spoken before about um, like the differences between um, J- Japanese culture and us. And it, it, and it is kind of like they, they do seem more resilient, except, but they, they, they don't have any religion to sort of help them out with that, to be honest. They just seem to be a bit more. Um, Resilient, <laughs> a bit more grown up, maybe. I don't know. Resilient, resilient. They're, They're resilient. kind of. There's, there's definitely some spiritual elements mm. to it. They only, they've got Buddhism and Shintoism, but really, you ask most people, and they are just atheists here, with some kind of strong cultural element in built into it. But um, yeah, they just get on with it, mm. and that's quite cool. Oh. But uh, honestly, I really haven't experienced the phrase shogunai much in public. But I say it a lot more than most people. I think it just sounds cool, mm. shogunai. Yeah, it's a cool knit. It's a cool word. <laughs> Find a way to use that today. It's up to good doing. Well, um, um, it, 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 Tim goes on to sort of say that, that some travel guides refer to Osaka as a very socially interactable location. They suggest opening an imaginary gunfight, pointing your finger gun at people in the streets, and people would either reenact a dramatic death for you or even hide behind cover and start shooting back. Is that just some made up fantasy to make you look stupid or actually true? Really, Chris? I've never heard of this before in my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's actually a thing. If you go online and type out, like, Osaka shootout, hopefully the right video will come up. It won't be some sort of horrible, violent video. Atrocity. But um, Yeah, it's a thing in Osaka. People are very laid back, very sociable. Um, I recently gave some dating advice to somebody coming to Japan, and he said, where am I most likely to, you know, meet or get talking to Japanese mm. girls? And I was like, well doesn't really happen in Japan. People don't come and make the first move. But if they were to make the first move, it's most likely to happen in Osaka. Mm. Um, because people there are just very friendly, confident, laid back. And uh, yeah, this this pointing finger gun thing, if you pretend to shoot someone, a bit like that episode of Spaced, which yeah. I love so much. If you pretend to shoot someone, uh, they won't hesitate to pretend to die and react to it oh, in a dramatic man. way. I'm so good. I, I wish I'd known that, that when we were there. Well, yeah. well, America, the 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 the, children, the the kids of America Mura, they were quite open when we were talking to them. You'll see that in a video in in the future, won't you? Yeah, that's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete and I, whilst filming in Osaka, we actually managed to chat to some a, a group of four or five university <laughs> students who were just sitting around drinking in, a t- in the town square <laughs> of Osaka, and uh, they taught us some phrases, didn't they? It was really fun. But yeah, um, yeah I think Osaka is a cool place, and if you want to try and make Japanese friends really easily that's the most likely place to do it mm. and uh, do try the the fake shootout thing I'm, I'm going to try that that could be a great video next year it's on my bucket list of things to do <laughs> just walk through Osaka with a GoPro pretending to shoot people and hope I don't get arrested for all the wrong reasons do it in a police station uh, <laughs> <laughs> Irwin's <crossed>. email <laughs> uh, Irwin yes uh, hello Chris and Pete I enjoy listening to the podcast every Wednesday in the past few years my interest has grown about the world and all the places in it 
I thought that's a great opening line. Yeah. I thought that it would be cool to record all the places I go to, but have trouble deciding on how. As of right now, I'm thinking about either making videos, like Abroad in Japan on YouTube, although I'm a bit camera shy, or writing everything in a journal. Chris, after doing this for so long, how would you recommend it, and what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to do this? How would I start? How would I make it fascinating and entertaining? And what are your, Chris and Pete, what are your overall thoughts on this? Erwin. And in brackets, Erwin is put underneath his name. In case you're wondering, it's pronounced er, like a dog growl, and win, like you're winning a game. Erwin. So, Erwin. Erwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was... It's not what I wanted to hear in my growl. ears. He said the dog growl. It's not like... It's his fault. Erwin. 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 Thank you, Erwin. Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of people start making videos. I see a lot of people who say, oh, I'm going on holiday, Chris, and I want to start a a vlog or a video mm. journal and then they lose steam and get a bit bored after a while I do think the best thing to do is just to take loads of photos when I go on holiday these days I just take a camera and I just take loads of pictures and sometimes I write a journal but usually it fizzles out after a few days but I think photos are easier than videos because if you make it a video it can be difficult to appreciate your surroundings because you're often thinking oh I need to film this or I need to film that and you, you miss a lot of things so often when I'm travelling around filming I'm not really in the moment my mind is elsewhere so when I do go on holiday I don't ever film I try not to so that's my advice just take loads of photos and if you want just write a little journal down unless you really really want to make videos in which case try it and see if you enjoy it because mm. at the end of the day if you don't enjoy it it ain't going to be fun and it's going to ruin no. your holiday yeah, exactly. And well, you got you if if you're taking time out of your you know schedule, and you, you should be relaxing and just enjoying it and enjoying the moment. So maybe vlogging isn't isn't the thing. I, th- I think the different approaches that you and um, I think Sharla, who was on the on the trip uh, very briefly with you guys, watching yeah. you b- both of you guys um, kind of operate. Um, Chris, Chris's kind of production style is very different to Charlotte. Charlotte just will just walk through a. She'll just be walking somewhere, and she'll get a camera out and just go and just talk into it and stuff. But Chris, you're, is it fair to say you're a little bit more methodical, a little bit more? I don't say thoughtful, but like you know, you're very. Um, you're very. We're gonna go, well, you go, we're gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to this place and just get it done. And, and you treat it like a proper film shoot. You know what I mean? Because because I mean, and you can tell with the different yeah. styles that you guys have on I, on YouTube and stuff. I guess I'm always seeking out a narrative, right? I'm yeah, thinking, exactly. I, I'm in, the, in my head, I'm building up a picture of what the video is going to be like, what the start and the middle and the end are going to be like, what the story is we're going to tell. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I often find I get a little bit stressed when I'm out and about filming because I've got so much going on in my head. It's like I'm editing it in my head as I do it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Charlotte just, yeah, just whips out the camera and gets on with it, and I'm quite envious of that style. He's <laughs> a lot more laid back, that's for sure. I like your method, Pete. Just take just standing in the background photos of you in silly positions doing weird stuff. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though, isn't it? I had, I had such the easy job in, in, in the few days that I spent with you guys. I'm just in the background, and whenever you need me, you point the camera at me, and I'll just shout something stupid, and then I can go back to doing whatever I'm doing, really. So for me, it was a real dream. <laughs> So I'm just really do that. Agree. Just become friends with uh, a YouTuber who wants to do the YouTube thing, and you can just stand in the back and uh, and you know stress them out with giving them throwing them <laughs> curveballs. Exploit a YouTuber friend. Exploit a YouTuber <laughs> friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's your holiday of crying out. Just take a few pictures. Enjoy it. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com/japan. Thoroughly wash your manly body. Wow, Augustine. Um, hello, Augustine. Um, I've got a little eye. I, I, you know, the little marks on top of the eye. I always forget what Augustin. Oh, I don't know. Either way, Augustine. hi, Augustine. Uh, hi, Chris and the Pete. I'm Uruguayan. I'm living in Ireland under Italian citizenship. Wow, what a mix. Um, who <laughs> listens to the podcast on the commute to his weekly Japanese class? That's insane. I'm planning on going to Japan for the first time in 2020 after the Olympics. The idea is to take a three-month sabbatical. That's a good idea. For the first leg of the trip with friends, um, which is going to be about uh, a month and a half, uh, my friends and I were thinking it would be cool to do a journey across Japan on an RV, like a motorhome. I've read that there are plenty of places for RV with on-site services like showers and so on. However, fuel, insurance, and manoeuvring through tiny streets when in towns could be quite a challenge and bring unnecessary stress to what should otherwise be an enjoyable trip. What do you think, uh, Chris and Pete? Uh, would this be worth it, or would we just be better off? 
booking several Airbnb or Rio Khan. Uh, cheers, Agustin. Uh, yeah, stuff the RV. Honestly, <laughs> oh, my I, I word. <laughs> I just, yeah, don't bother. Because Japan is, is a country that's so well connected that it just feels perverse sometimes to just rent a car and an RV. Because you can just drive around, you can just get on trains and travel the country in seconds. Mm. Whereas an RV, you know, it just takes a lot longer. And seeing my team drive around, um, my production team who helped me with Journey Across Japan, seeing them, they had a big kind of people carrier. And all the situations they got in, apart from, you know, one day the car got punctured, the tyre buggered, a window got blown out over a period of a month. Lots of things went wrong. <laughs> and I think you're going to have a lot less stress if you're just staying in Airbnb and Japanese inns and things. And also, it's kind of fun staying in Airbnbs and inns. You'll see a lot more of Japan that way, I think, and probably meet more people as well if you stay in guest houses and things. But no, I don't know anyone who's ever travelled Japan in an RV, and I think there's a good reason for that. I just don't think it's convenient or fun. So it's, it's fine. I would recommend that. It's fine on the big on the big motorways and stuff. It's, it's fine getting from one place to the other, but as soon as you get into the um, into the towns and the cities, it's just bloody impossible. Unless you're, unless you're actually going... density, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, even driving around, say, Osaka... We were in the sort of like the Namba mm. Shinsaibashi kind of area, um, and Stuff just like and just watching Ian kind of um, maneuver like a, a not a huge um, vehicle through the streets was just oh man it was insane. No wonder he smashed the window <laughs> that time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> poor old Ian. But I mean, yeah, Japan's incredibly dense, right? I think an RV would be awesome across uh, North America. We've got big, wide, open spaces and lots of places. But Japan yeah. is very mountainous. It's very dense, and it just it just wouldn't be fun, honestly. Don't do it, Augustine. Don't do it. <laughs> it's very. There's very few times you actually come down on one side or the other. Uh, no, don't do it. But we've had two there. Just enjoy your holiday. Don't YouTube, and also um, don't be in an RV. So we're very um, unequivocal today. Killing a lot of dreams today. <laughs> <laughs> Next emails from a- AJ. Hello, Chris and Pete. My name is AJ. I'm a university student from the small state of Ohio. I absolutely love the podcast. It makes my long, dark, cold and sometimes rainy 6am mornings a lot more pleasant and educational. I've been feverishly following your bike trip because I plan to take my own Japanese cross-country trip with my girlfriend after college. As it stands right now, the trip's route is to start in Tokyo, hitting up Super Potato, hitting up Super Potato, <laughs> and seeing the sights. What a great place to start, a video Akiyobara. game shop. <laughs> that's the, the, that's rapidly it losing its stock. <laughs> This is, this is like the Pete Donaldson itinerary, right? Oh, yeah, here. definitely. Uh, <laughs> hiking along the eastern coast to Kyoto, where I plan to make the pilgrimage to Nintendo headquarters, naturally, mm. and finally ending the trip at the supposed sunflower field of Akinor. Since you've been living in Japan longer than I have, are there any cool places along our route that you think we should check out? Thank you so much for your amazing work. You inspire me every day. Cheers, AJ. Um, what an itinerary. A yeah. retro video game shop, the Nintendo headquarters, <laughs> and a sunflower field. It's quite an unconventional itinerary, AJ, but a quite a good one. Mm. And uh, fair play for wanting to uh, hike along the east coast of Kyoto. I don't know anybody who's done that. No. So I'm guessing you've got a month or two ready to do that. Hirocho. So we Hirocho station in Akihabara. Um, there's a place called Game yeah. Shop near that. That's really, really good. And also, um, next to Super Potato, really close to Super Potato, obviously Mandrake. Um, big seven-story nerd tower. Uh, go in there. There'll be some uh, retro games in there. Because Super Potato's starting to lose its stock. It's it's so well known and so famous. Um, Westerners are coming over and just buying all their shit and then disappearing with it. Um, and people are doing the same thing How and sticking you. stuff on um, eBay and, and, and 
things like that. So yeah, it's uh, which is it's just kind of sad, but um, you know it's their own fault for being bloody brilliant, isn't it? Still worth going though. I must admit, though I rage about uh, Super Tato, the uh, so if those of you who don't know, Super Tato is a retro game shop. You go in there, you can buy everything from game history from, mm. and, and uh, kind of games consoles from the 80s and 90s that have long been forgotten by many but are all bra- almost in brand new condition right you could buy like a Nintendo 64 wrapped up as though it was made yesterday uh, I like going in there for nostalgia but I realised of the six or seven times I've been to Super Potato in Akihabara Not never any. bought a single thing <laughs> once nothing I bought, it is so damn overpriced it is quite expensive but the weirdly like the, the hardware's relatively cheap like if you're buying something like a game boy it's like 15 quid 18 quid something like that i bought a couple just for gifts for christmas because like obviously game boys just aren't a thing anymore over here yeah, so i just yeah. bought a couple and just you know stuck people and stuck it in people's um stockings which is quite good there's another shop called friends as well i'm looking That's at my really list cool. yeah it's, it's not a bad idea really buy a little retro mm. game boy for someone because you're like oh play a little bit of mario i might do that yeah i might do that now there you go steal your ideas be, if I got that in my stocking I'd be so elated Christmas day waking up what's Santa put in my stocking oh it's a Game Boy a Game from 20 Boy. years ago um, I noticed that, Bomberman. speaking of uh, import and export businesses um, I noticed that a friend of yours I was watching a Tokyo Creative uh, one of your um, agent well, I think he's are they technically your agent I don't know but they helped out on the cycle uh, I noticed network. that some they're, uh, they're network, a network yeah. right they, um, I noticed that somebody turned up with some cider a box of cider now I presume that had something to do with your, you and your demands <laughs> I I actually had a my friend Ellen joined mm. us later on in the cycle and she's from Cambridge and ah. uh, she flew over to Japan for a holiday joined the cycle for a few days and most importantly brought some Magnus cider <laughs> I whole felt so I'm so sorry for not bringing some now <laughs> yeah it just rubbed terrible. that in terrible I asked Pete Donaldson ladies and gentlemen to bring numerous things from the UK numerous trinkets and gifts chocolate crisps cider mm. all the three things that I really want he brought nothing absolutely yep. nothing absolutely all he nada. did bring me was a coin a coin from Zimbabwe which he forgot to give to me I, I brought that back home it's next to me right now I can see it from where oh, I am disgrace. I'm so sorry Chris and I got to this you know is... go right across Japan on a bike with my boy and you know didn't, didn't lift a finger <laughs> You're a terrible friend. Next question from Isaac Chung. Uh, Hi, Chris and P. Greetings from Hong Kong. I have to say, I'm loving the podcast. I began watching Abroad in Japan videos maybe two years ago? Question mark. Your Japanese love hotel video was the ambrosia that filled the emptiness I felt in my soul after leaving... After leaving my trip from Tokyo, I love that. That's a very yeah. picturesque, poetic phrase. The ambrosia that filled the emptiness of his soul. Of his soul. Oh, what song lyrics! <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, you know. Anyway, you know how people always tell you to try new things. So my mm. questions are: When has trying a new thing caused you to completely regret making the decision afterwards? And have you ever met a rude Japanese person? Ooh. I look forward to the next episode of the podcast. Yours truly, Isaac Chung. Uh, ooh, that's quite an interesting question. Nice mix. A decision, trying a new thing that caused me to immediately regret, regret that decision. Hmm. I, I have to think about that one. Does anything spring to mind for you? Um, I mean, I, 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 I think uh, the first day I came over, I, I don't know what I'd done, but I'd, I, I was sleeping with an eye mask I'd, I'd put in, I, I'd, I'd had for quite a while, and I woke up with some kind of eye problem. Um, so you'll notice at the start of the last video... Um, that me and Chris were in. Uh, my eyes are really puffy at the start. 
Um, and I, I got on the cycle, are, and they, 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 they look a bit. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe. But I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, oh god, we've got really puffy eyes at the moment. Um, so yeah, I tried a, a, an eye mask that I had from the trip I'd taken two weeks before in Zimbabwe, and for some reason it made my eye go big. So there's that. So you, re- but other than you that, regret I've wearing a Zimbabwe eye mask. Never regret, but I'm just saying, never regret trying stuff unless it's like murder. Right. Or something you're not comfortable with, or getting cajoled to do something you don't want to do. Try everything, and you know what have you learned? I've I've tried eating, I've tried getting a taste for snails. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Like I don't yeah. like snails; I think they're disgusting. But I think that um, I, I think it's important to try things more than once to try and get a taste for them. That's how I got a taste for natto. I can happily eat uh, natto now. See, that's something I regret every mm. time. Um, just <laughs> every eating time. anything with natto flavour just makes me sick. In terms of um, if I've ever met a rude Japanese person, yeah. not really. I've encountered some kind of... Uh, there was there was one moment in um, a video I made a few days before you turned up, Pete. We were in a market where I was filming with Sharla, my, my Canadian friend, vlogger friend. And we went to this market in Kanazawa. And right. um, we were filming, we found some wasabi roots. Um, most people don't know either, but um, the wasabi you have with sushi is actually not really wasabi usually. It's just like horseradish yeah. kind of sauce that's been um, uh, coloured. Uh, but we actually found a real wasabi root and we were trying oh. to film it. And then the, the woman at the, <laughs> at the shop front just sort of walked over and pushed Sharla out of the way. She was like, which means leave me alone and sort of just push Sharla. And uh, we were both really shocked by that. I did kind of catch it on camera. Um, oh, I want to see didn't that. do it justice, but yeah. <laughs> That was a bit rude. She could have just said, oh, please don't film or something. But well, you it's know. the way she sort of came behind Charlotte and just sort of just pushed her really hard from behind her and just pushed her out of the way, out of the shot. Pretty funny and fairly rude. And then she turned to you and said, you have got a more considered YouTube style than Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and then shoved oh, a horseradish in her face. <laughs> I should have, yeah, should have... Should have done something. What, what I like about what I like about Charla and you is that Char- Charla, Charla filmed a load of stuff while while or a little bit of stuff while we were out, and Charla's just waiting for you to release your videos so she can release her videos. It's like a really fun arms race that you guys have got going on. <laughs> An arms race of video, an content arms race of, <laughs> of Adobe Premiere. <laughs> I don't think this I'm in any of This is your big week, to be honest, Pete. Like, yeah, you reckon? By, by the ne- over the next ten days, there's going to be four videos of you on my channel. Um, I don't even the remember doing four. People are going to be bombarded. What was the Pete so we, week? So we did Osaka. We did Osaka first, didn't we? And so we we'd been in we were Lake B were to Kyoto. Then what did we yeah. do in Kyoto? I can't remember. Oh, at the monkey park. Yes, Kyoto in the monkey park, and we made the monsters. Um, and then Osaka, and then Kobe. Or was it the other way around? I forget. But either way. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And you should be. I'm currently like embroiled in editing it now and trying oh to make dear. you not look like a f- absolute bloody maniac. Can you work all on- the stuff you said that monkey park just makes you look like you're on drugs or something? <laughs> like you're just coming out with the most weird phrases. God, editing a video of Pete Donaldson, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, anything but an easy task. Well, I'm like I'm if I just let it, it go, as if I just put in everything you said, hmm. I think there'd be some genuine questions surrounding your sanity. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm going to do you a favour. I'm going to make you look good. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Gooder than you already do. I very much appreciate that. (laughs) Got a question from Miller. It says, Dear Chris and Pete, hi from Canada. I listen to your podcast on my commute to work and usually ignore the glances I get when I'm listening 
and laughing to the antiques you guys get up to. That's awesome. I like it when I make people laugh out loud on buses. It's like, always been my dream. I like how you uh, said my the four. An- you, I like how you used the word. You said antiques rather than antics. I know. I knew you would call me out on that. Shut like, up. Love joy or something. Uh, <laughs> My four girlfriends and I, my four girlfriends and I are planning to go to Japan in October for two weeks next year before mm. the 2020 Olympics rush. It'll be our first time visiting Japan, and I had a question regarding how easy it will be to walk into a manga cafe or capsule hotel and find accommodation without booking in advance. There's several one-night stays in between travel times, and we were planning to stay at a cafe or a capsule hotel instead of booking a place. Would you suggest doing that or recommend booking in advance? Thanks for the podcast, Miller. I would recommend trying to book in advance, Miller, because Japan uh, doesn't seem to have enough hotels ever, and especially <laughs> if it's a Friday or a Saturday, it's re- it can be really hard in a lot of cities to actually find accommodation. Uh, as I've found throughout this cycle, there were some times where it looked like we were going to have to sleep in a dustbin or under a bridge um, because they're just, just full all the time. So yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend that, especially if you've got four of you. I know, my four girlfriends are nice. So five of you, that's maths. All five of you are going to struggle, I think. So definitely book in advance. Um, I have never been... I don't, I've only stayed at a manga cafe once. Do you know what that is, Pete? Have you ever heard of this? Oh, what, sorry, a manga cafe... A manga cafe? No, no. I, I, I mean, I've, um, I've been to what I've been to like a a, a boozer that's um, obsessed with manga and anime. But I don't know what a manga a manga cafe is. It's just like a library. It's um, oh, it's it's, it's a cafe and it's filled with uh, manga comic books. But ah. you you kind of get a little booth. It's kind of weird. You go in and um, they've got a drink section usually where you can get lots of drinks. You pay a set rate and you get like a whole drink bar, and. Um, you pay for that and you pay for the booth for like an hour or two or the whole night and then you get a little booth uh, about the size of say a business class seat on an airplane it's right the easiest way I can describe yeah. probably and you get this big reclining chair usually in your own little booth with a curtain you can sit there read relax play video games and even sleep and a lot of people do it because it's um, it's kind of cheap and it's a lot more I don't know, flexible than just going into accommodation or a capsule hotel. Yeah. So a lot of people do it. I've only done it once when I was at Kansai International Airport, and there was one there. Uh, and, yeah, it wasn't very fun. I couldn't sleep um, at all. So, yeah, I, I don't th- know. I Maybe worth sleeping, trying once, but other than that, no. Yeah, I, th- I think doing, like, one night... I've still not done a bloody capsule hotel, but doing one night in a capsule hotel... With the jet lag and all that stuff, it, I think that kind of thing would get very old very, very quickly. You'd be like, oh, God, I'm just tired because I've not slept properly. And it's just kind of a knock-on effect. And you know for a fact you're not going to sleep in a bed next time. You're going to go to a manga cafe or sleep in a karaoke booth or um, go to a go, go to a, a rubbish little capsule. So, yeah, give yourself, give yourself well, yeah. a chance. Give yourself a fighting chance, uh, Mila. Yeah, I mean, I had to check out the capsule hotel. If you do choose a capsule hotel, make sure it's a good one with a decent-sized capsule as air conditioning because the last time I stayed in one, it wasn't well-ventilated and it just felt like I was in a an oven or something. And I actually I booked for, like, four nights, and after the first night, I had to check out. Or mm. I had to check out, and I had to lie. I had to say I was going back to Sendai on a, biz, like on, on a medium business because <laughs> the staff looked shocked that I was checking out. It looked like I'd greatly offended them. Uh, I didn't want to tell them the truth that I thought their capsule hotel was just absolute shit. I, uh, I kind of had to say, "Oh no, a business trip. Sorry, terrible event. Oh, I have to go now. Bye." Um, yeah, don't put yourself through that. Hostels are better. Yeah, TripAdvisor doesn't sound like a big thing with uh, Japanese people. People don't review things badly. Um, hello to Accordy. 
I want to do Cody's. We've got a couple uh, more. But uh, Cody says, uh, Hi, Chris and Pete. Hope your gents are having a smashing day. We are having a smashing day. I have had more sleep than I expected to get because I slept through my alarm. Winning. Um, Chris, when it comes to choosing... <laughs> I've spent the whole day editing Pete Donaldson's face at a monkey park. So I, I, you can decide who the winner is there. I legitimately mugged Chris off. We were supposed to start this recording an hour ago and I just, I just didn't wake up. I'm so sorry, Chris. I'd like to publicly and the, d- and denounce my behaviour. Straight after this... You've got to go and interview Swade, one of my yes, favourite bands. I do have to, I do have so, to interview Swade. <laughs> Get up late, miss, miss half the podcast, <laughs> then run off and interview Swade. That is a day in the life of Pete Donaldson. Hey, did you, you like my... my uh, you put my life to shame. Did you like my Instagram picture of me and uh, Noel Gallagher? I know you're a bit of an Oasis fan. And uh, Liam Frey from the Cortinas. <laughs> On the Instagram. Yeah, uh, so you Uniting them. I- uniting them. <laughs> it was a wonderful photo. Yeah. I'm glad you put it up. Really <laughs> um, so basically, um, Cody says, uh, Chris, when it comes to choosing locations for filming, are you more of a film first and ask questions later kind of guy? Um, or do you get permission beforehand? Have you ever been put in any unsavory situations due to your filming uh, besides being stuck with Pete? That's rude. That's rude. <laughs> He's a, 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 Cody's a financial analyst and uh, apparently our uh, podcast makes the financial analysis go by much quicker, which is great news. So pleasure to help you with your figures i enjoyed the little jibe at you being yeah not just a man but an unsavory situation unto yourself um yeah. well that would mean i, I was um, sweet surely. it depends it depends on um, what we're filming to be honest cody i think for much of this trip it was just we we literally planned what we're doing that morning or the night before there was yeah. no planning in advance and you can kind of tell by the videos right there is not a lot going on planning-wise. Often the videos I make with Ryotaro, which are more kind of travel-style videos, Eventy. we do work with the local government to try and make to try and do something that the local government would like us to show or, you know, to paint the picture of Japan that looks good or make it look nice. So we do get permission from people there. But uh, for the most part, no, we do just turn up and film stuff. That's why it was quite difficult, this trip, trying to get Japanese people in the videos because they're a little bit reluctant, right, to come on camera in the first place because Japanese people are a bit camera shy unless they're absolutely wasted. Um, (laughs) So if you go into a bar, it's easy to film people. But other than that, it could be a little bit complicated, especially if you tell them you've got a YouTube channel with you know, a million subscribers. That's another great way to put them off. So, yeah, we did a lot of trouble trying to get Japanese people into the videos for this whole trip, unfortunately. Um, so that sucked. So, but but generally, you can film anywhere in Japan and it's not an issue. Just be careful if you're filming in temples and things. It's the only place you might have problems. And uh, if you're not allowed to film somewhere, someone will come out and shout at you without hesitation. So <laughs> you'll be fine. I've but, just yeah. I've just remembered that um, while we were in Kobe, I think you got an email or a message from the Japanese embassy here in London saying that I could visit. I should do that at some point. But they won't remember not, that. How did I, because how did that come being up? invited to the embassy is really exciting. And um, I how really does that should fit do that with me filming and not talking because to getting, Japanese people. Because What's getting permission process? getting permission to do things I mean, because ah. I can't just turn up now and go, hello, I'm Pete. I was in the background of uh, a YouTuber <laughs> who lives in Japan. Can I come in? Like, that's not the entry. I made a video they need a a slightly... park. Let me in. <laughs> they, they need slightly more uh, official documentation than that. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to give him an email or something. Or, you, or you'll have to give him an email. I said, let Pete in the embassy. He's got important work to do. He needs to plan the well, ambassador's no, you reception. You'll probably... You probably bloody sleep through it. <laughs> Where's Pete? Oh, he's in bed again. Can we bother got, to get up? He's got the wrong embassy. 
Lazy boy. Uh, We're going to have to wrap things up for now, though, guys. Um, We are going to be back next week answering lots more questions. Mm. Hopefully we'll have more time next week, because Pete will not sleep. I'm so sorry. I'll find out the next chapter. Of Pete's morning, Pete in the morning. I mean, this this Next was, week. This will he wake up? Will he was, not? This podcast was recorded within five minutes of me waking up, which is, I think, an achievement. You'll have noticed a general um, kind of the excitement level from me has gone up and up and up throughout the whole podcast. So, yeah, it's. Uh, have you been drinking any coffee as we've been doing this? I um You you might have heard a noise as I opened a can of diet coke. So. Uh, no sugar, Get no calories. Get the, <laughs> slamming the I'm slamming my morning beer <laughs> before meeting Swade. <laughs> I must admit, though, last week I um, I recorded my podcast. I recorded this side in Japan. Mm. I recorded in the morning, right? Usually yes. we record and it's in the evening here, but I did the morning, and I found I did a lot better than I thought I would okay. in the morning. Yeah, you were a bit surprised, yeah. weren't you? Maybe I was, I was in awe. It's the magic of coffee. <laughs> well, also that that works for me as well because like nine o'clock in the morning in uh, England is twelve o'clock when I finish my radio show. So I'm in the groove, mate. I am performing. I'm firing on all cylinders. You see. <laughs> I like to think I've warmed you up for a great interview this this afternoon with one of my favourite bands. So all well. down to you, Chris. All down to you. Thank you to everyone for sending in your awesome comments and questions this week. If you do have something you'd like to ask us, send it in to Abroad in Japan Podcast at gmail dot com. We'll be back next week as always. Uh, there are so many that are built up because of the cycle, so I'm looking forward to diving into some more. But for now, guys, no matter where you might be listening from, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. bye. Oh, we were perfectly in time for the buys, Chris. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.